Listener Production. It never fails to surprise me when I need medical attention not related to my burns. Like when I got the needle, the sewing needle stuck in my foot, super annoying, right? And so I have a confession to make. For over a decade, I've had a growth on my tongue. It is a weird wart looking thing on the tip of my tongue. I can't remember ever having it before I was burned. And obviously in the early days of my injury, it wasn't a priority compared to the whole life and death thing that I was going through. And so it stayed there for years. I keep meaning to go and get it checked out, but I haven't. Sometimes it starts to hurt and I think you just got to go get that looked out, but then it will go away and I'll forget about getting it checked out. Recently, it started to hurt again, maybe more than it usually did. And so I started to worry even more. So I was just annoyed about the whole situation, right? And I saw my GP and she had no idea what it was either. And she gave me a referral to a maxillofacial surgeon down in Cairns. And so I rang them to make an appointment and the receptionist said it would be a long wait and asked if it was an emergency. And this was confusing because I was like, well, no, because I'm I'm not in cardiac arrest, but also, yes, because what if this weird wart thing is cancer? And so she booked me in to see the doctor in a fortnight and I drove down to Cairns to see the maxillofacial surgeon and he was quite abrupt. Stick out your tongue, he demanded. (laughs) So I obliged. He took a closer look and he goes, yep, that's a hyperplastic epithelium overlying sclerotic and chronically inflamed (laughs) subepithelial stroma. I must have looked really confused because he clarified, it's probably benign. We'll cut it out in four weeks. So then it was four weeks later. I drove back to Cairns to have the procedure. I'm nervous. I know it's going to hurt. It's a needle of local anaesthetic in my tongue and then he's got to cut it off somehow. I'm in the room. He asked me to stick out my tongue again. He gently inserts the needle, but it still really hurts. So I start crying. The nurse holds my hand and I think he's, you know, sawing it off. And he brings out long loops of stitch string. It looks really, really thick, almost like fishing line. And then he finally says, he says, all done. And I feel really relieved. I can't believe that thing has been on my tongue for over 10 years. I can't believe I didn't come in before. I am euphoric, the thing that I was dreading. It's done. I did it. And the surgeon treats me like a 10-year-old and he says, if you're worried and you get it removed, then that's being brave. I don't care. I feel brave. I'm excited. I drive back home. An hour later, the euphoria has worn off. I'm in so much pain. I can barely swallow. My tongue is swollen. But I'm so glad that I finally did it because now I don't have to think about it. Make the appointment. Dread the appointment. Muster up the energy to go and do it. It's been done. I think that starting the process, it's always the worst part. I had to see a GP, get a referral, organise the kids when I was at this specialist appointment in Cairns, go back and get it removed four weeks later, be nervous about the pain while I was waiting, experience the pain post-operation. But here's the thing, at some point or another, I would have been in pain. I would have been in pain if I had it removed in six months. I would have been in pain if I had it removed in five years. I also would have been worried if I hadn't got it checked out that it was cancer, keeping me up at night with my overreactive imagination.
The longer you put off something painful or challenging, the more pain and challenging the experience is in the long run. Is it procrastination? Well, yeah, but procrastination is actually an avoidance strategy and we're all guilty of it. Vice wrote a really great article on this that we're going to put in the show notes. But the crux of it is this. Number one, a lot of the time the tasks have no real deadlines. It's easy to keep changing the deadline when you're the only person accountable for it. So try to focus on the positive feeling you'll have when the task is accomplished, not the negative one you're feeling in the moment. Number two, the fear of stuffing up stops us from ever starting. For example, you might have had my running program on your list of things to do, but running might be something really new to you. The thought of failing, it's obviously really uncomfortable, so you avoid signing up altogether. Humans are pleasure seekers. We're going to find it easier to do things we enjoy. So with tasks like this, do some research. Find the things about the task you're naturally drawn to. Think about what makes you excited. I think having that information from the start, instead of just letting your mind run wild, is going to help you to conquer that fear. Number three, procrastinators can feel a deep sense of shame, especially when it's a small task you can't complete, like (laughs) making a doctor's appointment. Remember that you're not alone. If you take anything from my story, it's that you're not alone and we all do it. Let me leave you with this. Ask yourself why you're putting off a particular task and work back from there. It's okay to ask for help. Like you can lean on your supports to help you complete the bigger tasks. You could, you know, get your partner to make the call. So all you have to do is show up at the designated time. And so this episode, maybe it's your sign to start. Make the appointment, sign up for the class. Just do it. Thanks for listening to Terea Pitt's Pep Talk. Follow to get new pep talks every day. Listener.